Welcome back to the Perth Business Podcast. We're a podcast for Perth's business community and we give voices to entrepreneurs, creatives and thought leaders via a platform that allows you to access their stories on the go. I'm Taryn, the host of the podcast, a digital marketing gal with five years of industry experience working and networking with the best in Perth over a Bev when the best stories tend to emerge. The podcast features origin stories of our local thought leaders, their tales of tough times and tribulations, as well as their trade secrets, tips, and learn strategies that led to their success. Our dream is that you'll learn from their mistakes and challenges and implement their solutions for yourself. So grab a cup of coffee or settle in for the drive to work or to the gym and enjoy. Make sure you give us your thoughts online at Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn and hit that little subscribe button to make sure you get our episodes every week. Without further ado, here's our next guest. Dean Morris is in the studio with us today and we're talking about Give Our Strays a Chance, which is an initiative that he founded when he was just 10 years old. At 19, he's able to now sit down with us and tell us his story of running a non-profit, in particular the ins and outs of pitching a non-profit idea, creating partnerships with businesses, and growing a business as a kid while studying and working. This one's for all the young entrepreneurs who have big dreams and big ideas that seem impossible. Get ready to be inspired. I'd also like to acknowledge and voice my appreciation for being able to record this podcast on Wajak Budja, Perthland, and be able to pay my respects to the Noongar ancestors and elders who are the traditional owners of this country. Cheers to our sparkling waters for today. Um, yeah, if you do a little pop crack. Oh, nice one. <laughs> nice one. Um, how's your Saturday going? Yeah, no, it's, it's been really good. Um, I've been working through the week and mm. I just went back to uni last week as mm-hmm. well. So everything's just been full on. Yeah. And it's nice to have a bit of a break finally. So yeah. I've just been catching up on uni stuff today. and Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been cool. nice. So you have a lot of stuff to do outside of like, uh, is it assignments soon? Yeah, well, everything's um, kind of starting up at the moment. So I'm working mm. out everything and I, I just put together a calendar of all my assessments and everything and they're overlapping for each week. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's no. It's kind of terrifying. But yeah. um yeah, no, I'll work through it and yeah. it'll be good because, yeah, uh, I'm studying um, engineering and management. At yeah, the wow, huge. And um, just a few weeks ago, I landed a, a work placement at Stantech. Oh, my goodness, that's um, awesome. So, so yeah, what do they do? It, um, I'm working in a branch of Stantech that works in um, mechanical and mining. Oh, cool. So our projects are quite related to that area. Yeah. And that's where I'm studying as well. So um, they've brought me on as a project controls officer. Oh, cool. Um, which has been really good. Um, so it's it's great experience. And, yeah. Um, so I've been working on and off during the week yeah. around uni classes. So Jeez. That is a lot. <laughs> it is, it's awesome, though. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So. Wow, that's a huge full plate. I feel like that is a lot going on. Like, I don't know. I did one year. I did first year of engineering, and I mm-hmm. know what the workload is like. Um, oh, you did first year. Didn't yeah, you? just first uh, year, um, yeah. and a summer semester of a math subject that I failed, um, <laughs> and then took a big holiday, went overseas, and realized that life was not that stressful if you didn't want it to be. Yeah. Um, yep. But then here I am working and doing the podcast on the side as well. So I'm like, that's clearly awesome. I love stress. Yeah, yeah. clearly <laughs> I love it. Love being overworked. Um, There's no other way to it. Yeah, and it sounds like you're similar. So. Uh, have you always been really passionate about like doing things? Is, have you been very productive your whole life? Like, have you always had projects on the go? And then let's get into your current, well, your actual, your business, your passion project that's turned into something real and real solid. So yeah. tell me how that started. 
Um, well, basically how GOSAC really started from, from the roots was um, one morning my mum came into my room and uh, she was holding um, an advertisement of a dog that was about to be euthanised that day. Oh, no. And um, she said to me, oh, don't worry about going to school. We're going straight to save this dog from a country pound. Um, that's and that's wicked. exactly what we did. We we drove for a couple of hours um, and we met him and, and saved him that day. Um, and the conditions that he was staying in were, were terrible. I mean, yeah. even just in the photo, you could see he was in a small, tight cage. There was no light, no fresh air, nothing. It was a horrible yeah. building. Um, but, yeah, so we, I was really glad to get him out of there. Uh, but it also hurt me as well to see yeah. all the other animals that were left behind there. Yeah. So, so I, I really wanted to make a difference yeah. and, and change something. So, yeah, I, I guess the first steps in all of that was just like some pocket money from, you know, birthdays and, yeah. and everything like that. And I, I, I collected some money and then went to City Farmers, bought, bought some items and then just yeah. went down there. And I thought, you know, how can I make this bigger? How can I reach more people and let people know that there are animals in there as well that yeah. need a second hand, uh, second home and that that yeah. love as well so yeah yeah okay so it's called give our strays a chance um i heard about you way before the networking club actually um because i'm a i'm an animal lover as well i'm super passionate like if i could give up anything and like money wasn't an issue i would um <clears throat> i would hire a castle over in scotland obviously where castles <laughs> live um, and I would just fill it with all the world's stray animals and we would give them like jobs to do. Like one could like do the little moat, the drawbridge and all that. That's my dream one day. So, 100%. Yeah. That's, that sounds <laughs> that like That is it my is. dream. Yeah. Um, and I heard about you when I was working. I think it was my third marketing job. So it was like fresh out of uni, um, had done some like, oh no, it was my second one. So I'd done like a year in my out of, out of uni and then was working in a marketing agency and um, did marketing for shopping centres, including Forest Lakes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you were there, little tiny Dean, teeny tiny Dean. Um, you were quite young then. I think you might have been 12, 12 yep. maybe. How long ago was that? Probably like five, no. How many years I, ago I started that? GOSAC about nine years ago, so yeah. when I was 10. Yeah. So it would have been around, yeah. around that age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were quite young and I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, I didn't, didn't realise you were the one running the whole thing um, because you just see like a kid and dogs and cats and you're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's attending this <laughs> event. And then Leanne, who was the um, shopping centre manager at the oh, time. she's awesome. Yeah, yep. she was like, oh, no, you have to like learn about this person. She was telling me this when we weren't in the centre and I was like, oh, my God amazing came to the event where you actually had stray animals in the center for people to like you know pat see experience and then take home if they were suitable um so that's where i first heard about you you also were doing like a food drive it's like collection point right forest lake is yeah, like 100%. where they do all that yeah. yeah um so can you tell me a bit more about how give our strays a chance works and what like how it started at the very beginning yeah so um GOSAC really just started as a main campaign just to raise awareness. So I was really looking to, to get in touch with people in the community through media, businesses and different events and everything like that um, and just let them know that there are animals out there that, that need a second chance, just like Hooch, yeah. my dog that I adopted. Um, so 
it was funny that you mentioned Forest Lakes because my first GOSAC day, my first proper event was yeah. run out of there. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I like to bring animals out. So I, I get in touch with rescues and I, I get a partnership yeah. going with them. And I bring the animals out to, to do different events and everything so people can actually see them in person yeah. and realise that there are animals that need yeah. that, um, need the love. So. Um, I bring them out. I have a raffle with some prizes and, you know, people donating money and items. Um, and that first time I raised over uh, two grand in just a few hours. Oh, oh my um, goodness. And, yeah, it was – I mean, the whole process of it was crazy as well because, um, you know, uh, me, I had to go around to, to all these businesses and these CEOs and managers of local mm. businesses to ask for raffle prizes. And I was 10 at the time, so I was absolutely tiny, yeah. you know, like I'd, I'd be – going around because my parents had to drive me everywhere yeah and um yeah they'd be looking at my parents but it's really me who's yeah who's doing it all so I'm like telling them about how I'm gonna save the world and yeah. all these animals and they just think I'm crazy yeah but, <laughs> oh um, cute yeah like that's adorable you're like no seriously <laughs> yeah. though <laughs> yeah um but yeah so uh, at the start it was it was pretty tough mm. I mean um a lot of businesses would say no to supporting and really I, d I don't blame them like I was just a little kid mm. and I didn't have much experience but I just kept going back to them and showing them what I was able to do with GOSAC yeah. and how I was growing it, how many lives I was able to save and, and everything like that. And to this day, every business that I've approached has wanted to work with me in yeah. some matter. So oh, that's awesome. it's been amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Because like that is a skill that most adults need to learn, like, you know, in their careers is asking for help, um, pitching themselves and pitching their business. So that would have been quite challenging, but to learn that at such an early age is really cool and that's really like wicked that um, people didn't take you seriously and then slowly did. Like was there a turning point where people, you would come in, you had like a pitch deck or something or, you know, something that you'd created and you kind of felt like people were taking you seriously? Yeah, once I established um, a foundation, I <coughs> guess, for GOSAC, mm. um, I really created like a website with a basis of knowledge and started printing out flyers and business cards and everything like that. So I really started uh, creating more of a branding around it and more, you know, representation so I could go up to them and easily show them, you know, yeah. what I'm about, what I'm doing, what my goals are yeah. and how they can fit into it all and help these animals as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, since then it's it's been crazy. I mean, GOSAC has really uh, filled a position that I really never thought it would and it's yeah. more like a, a web across all these businesses and the community and media and it brings everyone together for the common cause of, mm. of helping rescue animals. And these are, you know, your common household pets like dogs and cats and even wildlife as well, mm. like dingoes oh, cool. and birds and lizards and snakes and all sorts. Oh, so, they need love too, yeah. Yeah, so my main goal is bringing everyone together because, you know, we all want to save the animals. Yeah. So it's about creating those connections to flow on and, yeah. and help the animals. Yeah, I like that you mentioned connection because that, that is it, right? Like once you can actually speak to people because it is, I think, saving stray animals, it's like, you know, helping the homeless. It's something that we all sort of have a bit of compassion for, more some more than others, and we all want to be able to do something about it and save the world. Um, and that's a really cool why that you've told, like, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. How Let's talk about the how. So how is this possible? Because I want to do this. Obviously, I want to save animals, but like I wouldn't know the first place to start. I wouldn't know how much money I'd need. Um, 
how were you able to actually do it and how were you able to grow it? So you mentioned like you got into like, you know, marketing streams, which you need money for, like printing flyers and that sort of thing. How did you like, did someone help you? How did you like, how do you owe that success to actually being able to facilitate this dream that you had? Yeah, uh, I mean, um, really to start off with, um, one of the biggest things that I learned was was definitely asking for help. Yeah. Um, and I contacted a lot of businesses uh, to get in touch to start those those partnerships between GoSack and them as well. Um, so a lot of the um, flyers that I, I printed out, I, I got them free of charge as well. Oh, yeah. So I'd work with the uh, companies on that level, same with the business cards and everything like that. So. Yeah. I was pretty lucky in that regard where I could work with um, different organisations that wanted to be a part of mm. the cause of GOSAC. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, uh, I do a lot of fundraising events and things like that to raise money mm, um, because yeah. a lot of um, animal rescues will come to me with very specific causes. You know, they they need like an ICU unit for, for animals that come in. So it's, it's a lot of a financial side of things as well, especially yeah. with... Uh, vet bills a lot of animals come in injured and harmed mm. um, and abused so there's a lot of the financial side as well as the good side as mm. well um, including you know your food and, yeah. and bowls and toys and everything like that so mm. yeah massive so you you ask for help from from businesses is there anyone helping you while you're sort of trying to live your life and grow as a student and as an individual aside from go sack so like being able to study being able to, you know, come on the podcast on the weekend, having time to like hang out with friends. Uh, is there anyone else that's helping you and like on your team sort of for the business side of things? Yeah, well, I was I was actually um, lucky enough. I, I got a scholarship into our Trinity Residential College across oh, wow. from UWA. Yeah. Um, so that's been a, a major help because yeah. um, I've been able to move outside of home um, and actually have the ability, you know, to easily access uni because it's right across the road. Yeah, and, no transport. you know, also travel around and everything like that. Um, City Toyota has, has been a big help. I've awesome. um, just started a partnership with them um, and they've given me a Corolla um, to use wow. um, on a day-to-day basis for, for GOSAC use. Um, yeah. And it's been amazing. Um, it's a hybrid as well, so yeah, oh, the future. <laughs> it's great with the yeah. with the fuel prices at the moment. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, there, no, there are so many businesses uh, that have been involved and and helped me grow with GoSac as mm-hmm. well. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's been amazing how many people have, have wanted to get involved. Yeah, jumped on board. Yeah. Um, was it hard at any point? Like, did you want to give up because you? you know, weren't seeing friends, had certain things that were stressing you out and this is just too much. Was there any point where you were just like, I can't do this? Um, there, are, there are difficult times, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll get so busy during the week and, um, you know, over the holidays, the uni break that I just had, um, I was working over 40-hour weeks, mm. you know, uh, juggling GOSAC and then, you know, starting uni mm. now as well. Um, yeah. So there are a lot of times where I, I struggle um, to have personal time but I I like what what I've learned through all of this is definitely how to use time management effectively yeah um so I know where to plan personal time you know I love going to the gym Mm. um and just zoning out for a bit each day yeah um and yeah just you know reading a book or something like that and um yeah a part of my philosophy I guess is 
is really just to grow every day and whether that's you know physically or mentally hmm. um or anything like that it's 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 just really good so yeah. i like to have that personal time as well aside from work and gosak yeah um but you know everything that i do with gosak i really enjoy mm-hmm. um and it's something that i'm really passionate about so even when i'm on the job you know yeah. and i'm patting animals and and cuddling with them and you know yeah. dropping off goods and everything like that it's it's all part of the fun anyway yeah. so yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really key. And you hit on something really important um, to do with time management and like how you can have that separate time to, I, f- I call it like my my brain rest time because it's like where you're trying, if you're trying to do something creative, so like this business that you have is really creative. You have to think about how to communicate with people, how to get them to connect with these animals to then, you know, have a great outcome for that animal and that family as well. So that creative rest time is really important. That's something I learned in the last like few years where I've been like, oh, you can you can be on the go, but you need to be able to like 24 seven, but you need to have that rest time. You need to have like a good sleep routine, the hours where you are doing something productive, like maybe the gym or maybe catching up on shows because your brain just needs to like zone out for a second. Um, and it actually lends to, to the focus of a business or work or whatever it might be to come back refreshed, right? It's like having that personal time just gives your battery time yeah, to refill. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, mm. it is very important. I find that, you know, pacing yourself mm. instead of just sprinting is is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, great philosophy. Um, can you tell me about this book that you have? <laughs> yeah, just so... Buying it um, off there, yeah. Yeah, um, about a year, a couple of years ago now, I, I published a book called uh, Saving the World One Straight at a Time. Wow. Um, so... The book's really about my story of um, adopting Hooch um, and a bit of what I told you uh, to start off with. Um, and it's the perspective of Hooch in the kennel and also my perspective as well. Yeah. Um, and then it leads on to the end where it becomes a bit of a guide of how people can get involved in their community no matter right. what it is. Um, so I was lucky enough that uh, Bendigo Bank actually jumped on as a as a sponsor for the book so i've actually had the financial backing as well to be able to print out thousands of these copies of books and get it out to schools and libraries throughout wa so but along with that i I do a lot of um author talks as well so Mm. i go to the schools and I, i teach the kids about not only animal welfare but also the leadership skills um, and the leadership side of things as well. You know, right. if they have an idea that they're passionate about, what are the steps, you know, to take it further and how to actually make a difference yeah. not within like, uh, with the, within their community and, you know, with their friends mm. and family and everything like that. So. Yeah, like how to get started and what the journey might yeah, look definitely. like. Yeah, definitely. Can you talk through some of those points? Like, what are you, like if you had to give someone a key takeaway, so someone who might be listening who has this awesome passion project that just doesn't exist in Perth or anywhere else right now what are the steps that you kind of tell them to get started um and then afterwards I want to ask you about challenges and things along the way that you probably prompt people to you know avoid or to you know how to you prepare them how to face to face it correctly and properly and with confidence so yeah let's start with the key points that you give them to get started um and yeah take it from there yeah so um really the first idea is focusing on um, a cause that you're passionate about. So something that you do every day, you know, naturally that you love. Mm. Um, Because I think that's the most important part of it all is if you have that passion behind it, you're going to always have that energy to be able to get up and actually make a difference. Yeah. Um, So really focusing on that and just brainstorming ideas, you know, what you do on a daily that makes you Mm. excited and makes you happy. 
Yeah. Um, and really from there, it's it's all just about planning it out. So just setting ideas of, you know, how can I really start this up and what what do I need to mm. do so? So for me, I really needed business cards and flyers to get my idea out there, um, you know, getting in touch with shopping centres to run events mm. and, and communicating with those rescues yeah. to create those partnerships. Um, and the next step is really just asking for help. So going out there and being confident and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone uh, to really achieve what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for me, as a 10-year-old going to big managers and everything, that was absolutely terrifying yeah. for me. Um, but I knew that's that's what I had to do to achieve my goals. So um, I pushed myself further and, you know, I gained new skills from it every every time I do. Mm. Um, and, you know, even asking from help for help from your own family, from your parents, from friends, from people around you, um, you know, you, there's never a shortage of help and, and people yeah. who care f- about you as well, who want to be involved with what yeah. you do. That's incredible. I like, so the first point there, like focusing on something that you're passionate about, it's a hard one because when you leave school, you kind of like everyone's told you what you should be passionate about, which is getting a career. So you already in your mind, your like your passions and stuff are just things that you get to do for fun outside of that <clears throat> particular journey. But like, I relate to that in the podcast. I was speaking to people every day, all day, um, as a part of my job, you know, with friends and stuff. And it didn't occur to me that, like, I could be passionate about having a podcast. It was just that I loved people. And when people asked me why I left engineering, I was like, they just weren't my people. And it kept coming back to, like, why weren't they your people? I'm like, oh, it's really hard to pinpoint because, like, you can have respect for people and, like, work with them. But if it's not who you are... Um, it's really tricky to like follow that, like that mold and force yourself into it. So that's how I got started with the podcast. Cause someone actually, to your third point, someone who cared about me said, Hey, you would be good at this. And at first you're like, no, I wouldn't like, <laughs> I'm not a radio host. Like I'm, I don't own a business. Like 10 year old Dean would have been like, I, this is crazy, right? Like this is nuts. Um, but it's good to have someone say it to you cause then they plant the seed uh, and you start growing confidence from there. You start looking at people who are doing similar things, um, which leads me to my next point. Did, did you have any inspiration and like a mentor or anyone that you saw doing this well or doing something similar or something related really well and then follow them, like follow what they were doing and kind of take inspo from it? Yeah, um, I mean, I was involved uh, quite a bit recently with um, City Rotary. Mm. Um, so... Um, the place that I was at with Rotary, um, they were more focused on uh, connections rather than fundraising. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of uh, business owners and CEOs of big businesses there. So there was a lot of people I met uh, through that who had uh, so many life skills that they've learned over their careers and yeah. their jobs and their passions uh, that they were able to share with me as well. So I definitely learned a lot from that. Um, but I, I think... Throughout everything, um, my parents have been a big mm. key part of everything that I do. Um, and, you know, at, at some stages they're like, oh, we don't even know how to help you with, you know, right. go, growing GOSAC and everything with, um, yeah, just the forever expanding, um, yeah, just... Opportunities. Yeah, yeah. It, ju- it just gets crazy. So, uh, but my parents have always been there to support me and give me the advice that I need to, to yeah. really keep going and... 
um, they were there from day one as well to to push me when I was just a little kid and drive yeah. me around. So yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have them to thank as well. That's really cool that they like it was your project and became your business as opposed to theirs. You know, from the beginning, like your mum could have, you know, when she saw that poster of Hooch. Could have been like, yeah, I could do this and didn't have to involve you, right? So it's really cool that it started with you um, and that you obviously were passionate enough to take it to the next level and make it legit. Yeah, no, I was very lucky to have that support. Mm, That's awesome. Um, The biggest challenges you faced like along the way and things that you might warn people about, was there anything that stood out to you or are there things that you can anticipate might be a challenge in the future to do with running the business, growing the business? And then maybe like, you know, fears, things that you are worried about? Um, I think my uh, biggest challenge through GOSAC is is just my lack of experience, mm-hmm. really. Mm. I think, um, you know, every day I, I look at GOSAC and, and how big it is and how big it's grown from when I was 10 as well. Um, and I say to myself, you know, you can't get bigger than this. And then every day it does. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many spontaneous um, opportunities that come up and emails and messages. Um, so, yeah, I think the real challenge for me is just being growing with GOSAC and, and really, really realising where to take it as well. Mm. Um, and I think all of it just came with running GOSAC. I mean... You know, when I was talking about before, connecting people and creating those connections Mm. is something that I realised through doing GOSAC, you know, when I was getting out and about and talking to businesses and networking with the community and talking to media about, you know, helping out with fundraisers and everything like that. So it all kind of just happened and I, I don't think I... I would really take anything back from what I've done as well because it's it's just been all experiences yeah. that have led up to this moment and it's what has made GOSAC GOSAC. So, yeah. yeah. What would you say makes you, like, take that step to speak to media or get up in front of a crowd, like, speak to the schools? Because obviously that's scary. It's public speaking. Um, you would have been I quite young. I absolutely love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, now you do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Um, I, I just really had to think, you know, after I published the book as well, I, I definitely had a deep think about, you know, my journey with GOSAC. Yeah. And, you know, if someone came up to me as a 10-year-old and said, you know, you could do this mm. and you could take this idea beyond what you ever imagined, mm. then that's something that I would want to give back to another kid as well. Right. So... I really love to, to go to schools and, and talk to the students there because, you know, those students are so creative. They have so many ideas and they have yeah. so many thoughts about what, what they could do to make the world a better place. Yeah. So, yeah, why not start? Um, and heaps of people talk about, um, you know, the younger generation being the future, but we're also the present as well. You know, mm-hmm. we can make a difference right now. So. Yeah. That's really powerful. I like that. I got shivers. It's like <laughs> we are the now. Um, I think that's a really cool point because as a kid, you have boundless imagination, right? Like you could go outside and entertain yourself for hours as a child. Um, and boredom strikes as like the worst thing in the world. Days are so long if you've got nothing to do, but your imagination kicks in to get you through it. Um, so, yeah, do you want to see more businesses start with younger people leading the charge and what do you think it means especially in Perth for us to have more younger people starting businesses like no matter what type of business it is I think 
in this day and age, there is there's so many young people and younger generations stepping up and mm. creating so much innovation in, in whatever space as well. Yeah. So I'd absolutely love to see that. And that's what I do as well. I, I try to help those kids yeah. um, to really take those next steps and think about what they can do um, to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and even if they're doing something small within the community and there are so many kids doing it, it makes a big difference. And I just look back to, you know, I was only one kid and I was able to save so many lives through the events that I was running. Yeah. And if you could only just imagine if there were more people doing the same thing, it, it would just make the world a better place. Yeah. So I'd love to see that. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be hard to maintain this, like running this business when you get older? I think at the moment I've I've reached the hardest stage because uni is taking up a lot of my time um, and the same with work as well. So I've really wanted to expand GOSAC into other states and mm. and um, I've even had contacts internationally as well. Wow. Um, so I've, I've been thinking about it, but it's just getting over that hurdle to establish, you know, new members as a part of GOSAC or a board yeah. or whatever may come. Um, but at the moment, it's just a struggle for time. So I'm mm. um, looking forward to, you know, um, graduating from uni and be able to set apart some time to actually sit down and grow up further. Yeah. So why uni? Like what makes you want to do engineering? Um, initially, it actually started as um, I wanted to become an astronaut um, and I actually got a scholarship uh, in year eight to go over to uh, NASA in the U.S., uh, so I went to Huntsville, Alabama for a week oh to undergo uh, space camp, which is basically like astronaut training for kids. <laughs> um, let me just pick my <laughs> jaw up off the floor. Um, go on. Yeah. Um, so it was absolutely amazing. I mean, we had our own mission control. So there was a bunch of us, you know, like little kids just coordinating yeah. like a rocket launch or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that really sparked my interest into aviation. So yeah. at high school, I was um, at Melville Senior High School. So I yeah. was in that aviation program there. Uh, so I was learning to fly and I was flying light aircraft. Um, and then from there, um, I won a scholarship called uh, the Pilots of Tomorrow Scholarship. Oh, cool. So it was for the student in uh, WA with the highest aptitude to become a commercial pilot. Yeah. Wow. So I did a lot of, uh, you know, Boeing 737, jumbo jet simulators and light aircraft flying and one-on-one yeah, -on -one mentorship thing. and <laughs> everything like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really long story short, I just wanted to be a commercial pilot. And as soon as I graduated from high school, that's yeah. when COVID hit. Yeah, oh, so no, yeah. They, all the cadet ships were pulled from the airlines and, you know, it's quite an expensive hobby. So uh, unfortunately, mm. I thought, you know, what else can I do? Um, and I decided to get into um, engineering because I thought, you know, I'm a technical person and I thought it would fit in. And eventually I can, I can go into aeronautical engineering as well. So wow. that's my, my big goal is to really start a business in, you know, space engineering or aviation, aeronautical wow. engineering. Yeah, that is epic. I love that you say that you're a technical person because you're also super creative, like to be able to write a book, to be able to start a business that is born of passion, that's creative as well. So you're like the perfect combination <laughs> of both. Um, that's going to be a really really epic company or business that you start when yeah when you get to that as well and it'd be cool to have a look back on like you know go second if it's being run by someone else or a board and you're just on it like that that is epic so that's a big hairy audacious goal but I feel like if it's yeah. not 
big enough, you know. No, we'll see. Sometimes I, I, I wish I could skip, you know, 10 years ahead and just see just where peak? I'd be at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where will I be? Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, so why Perth? Like you obviously grew up here, I assume? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I'm Thornley, so I've yeah. been born and raised in the same house for, for 19 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Would you move? Um, I actually absolutely love it in Perth. Yeah. I mean, as as big as it is, it's actually quite small. You know, people yeah. know everyone. And, um, yeah, I just absolutely love it here. It's such a nice place. Mm. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to go. So obviously you've done America now for the NASA. Um, would you go there and do like project? I suppose you could if you had that your own business or you were on uh, working for a company that had international offices. You could go and do that for a little bit and then sounds like you would come back to Perth as a base. A yeah, baseball. well, I, I've been thinking about, you know, um, the potential to move, um, especially if I'm doing uni as well, mm. if I'm doing a postgrad course, you know, masters or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we'll see where, how we go. Yeah. Uh, but mum will hate me if I move. <laughs> <laughs> she loves me too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to love someone from afar as well when you're like used to having them around. Yeah. Um, I, I would I'd definitely love to go traveling sometime soon as yeah. well. That's something big on my list. And a few years ago, um, I, I went on an expedition to Mongolia. Oh, stop so it. So went what? for a, a month long trip. Um, you trekked up. Uh, almost to, to the border of Russia and Mongolia. Yep. Um, and we stayed at a local village and we rebuilt the school there because the kids there had absolutely nothing. Right. So we came with some equipment, you know, like notepads and pencils and everything yeah. like that. And then we built like a little play area for the kids to make it better for them as well. What was that a part of? Like, how did you do that? Um, so that was through uh, school, through a program called World Challenge. Oh, cool. Um, so I was able to get involved with them and yeah, it was absolutely awesome. We were teaching the kids there English and they... It was during their school holidays as yeah. well, and we had a full classroom of oh. maybe 40 kids, 50 kids, Just wanting all to coming learn. in, yeah, to learn and interact with us. Yeah, so, yeah, it was yeah that amazing. would be unique for them as well to experience you, like, not just a project, you're people there interacting with people, connecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's epic. That is so cool. So you want to expand GoSAC into different states um, and maybe internationally as well. I feel like that would be really cool to get some – like get a team going, right, so that you can go and do your travel and that sort of thing. Um, if you had to take one or maybe your top three learnings out of GOSAC, like this experience, the whole journey um, and everything that goes with growing up this way, because it's quite a unique story you've got, obviously you're aware of that, but what are the three things that you've learned or take that you can take away and kind of keeps you going? Um. Well, in terms of uh, what I've learned mm. over my experience with GOSAC, um, I think one of the biggest things is just learning not to give up mm -hmm. um, and just really getting up from any bounce back. So, um, you know, a lot of those experiences from getting knocked back by big businesses yeah. and managers, um, <coughs> from setting up events, mm. um, everything like that. So... I think it's really important, and I teach a lot of the kids that I talk to as well, mm. that um, it's a good experience to get knocked back because you learn how to, to get up and, and keep fighting, and if you're passionate about it, it will be just be natural yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the top things, and uh, like I was talking about before, is just asking for that support and that mm. help. Um, and I was lucky enough to have my parents around, so I could always ask for them, ask to them any questions that I had yeah. uh, regarding any experiences that I was having and, and especially in those knockbacks that would help me yeah. get up. 
Yeah. Um, so that's a couple of things that yeah, yeah. I've, I've been able to take away from it all. Yeah, and you mentioned connections. So how because it's obviously like it's for everyone who's got different skills and the way that they communicate with people, you some people find it difficult, some people find it naturally. Um how how do you go about creating a connection with someone? So if you had to talk to them about GOSAC or, you know, even these expeditions, these experiences, uh, you've obviously taken a lot away from those. But what what is your your go-to way to sort of create a connection with someone that will nurture like a valuable relationship and an experience that people feel comfortable to reach out to you and say, hey, I've got this awesome like idea, heard you heard you on the post, the podcast um, and I really just want to reach out and get your help. How do you nurture that connection and sort of strengthen it? Yeah, so I, I love creating new connections mm. all the time and new opportunities as well and I think it's the most impo- important part of what I do. So mm. I love to get myself out there just by going to events and, and different ne- networking events as yep. well um, and I find business cards are a handy tool as yep. well when you're introducing yourself to yeah. someone. Um, and yeah, I guess it's a, it's an alternative to the, you know, the phones and the apps these days where, you know, people empty their pockets and they find my business card in their pocket and they read it. So, um, but yeah, no, I I love to introduce myself to people and tell them what I'm, uh, I'm about and what I'm passionate about. Um, and just staying in touch with people as well, especially after they contact you, um, and just being passionate about what they want to be involved with as well Mm. um so when you talk to them you can build off of those ideas and create something yeah yeah so who do you surround yourself with mostly like who are your friends what are they like (laughs) all my mates are at uni at the moment um so yeah we're all kind of in that phase of of working and going through uni um and everything like that so Yeah. yeah so you've got great like passionate friends as well. They must be ambitious. We're at uni, we're learning. Um, and then you've got your connections with business owners and that sort of thing as well. So how do you how do you find, like how valuable is it to have a varied source of people around that you can reach out to? And because you, uh, you ask for help all the time is something you've said a few times now. Like how useful is it to have that circle of people? And should you, should a young person who's starting a business um work towards creating those connections with like-minded people, but people that are also not beyond their reach. I don't want to say that because it's someone that you might want to aspire to be like. Um, How important is that? Yeah, no, I I definitely know what you mean. Um, I think it's really important to surround yourself with different people from different backgrounds uh, because at the end of the day, everyone brings different skills to the table. You know, I have my own set of skills apart from my friends as well. They have their Mm -hmm. own um, so when you need that help and you, you know, if I'm running an event or anything like that, then I can put the word out there. Yeah. You know, if someone's good at marketing, they can help me with that. Or yeah. if they want to volunteer or anything, it's some way to get involved. So just putting yourself out there and introducing yourself to new people. Um, and I guess that links back to pushing yourself out of your comfort zone as well. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're at a, an event or anything like that, just going up to people and, and not being afraid to, to get yeah. in touch with them because the more people that are around you, the more support you'll have and no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned before as well, it's like being having a message to tell people, so telling them what you're about, um, what you do or what you want to do and then – being able to like reiterate that connection by connecting with them if it's not online through business cards or like following up with them, seeing them at other events and just maintaining that connection. Yeah, Sounds like, yeah, 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 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, I feel like I've grilled you enough and it actually has been nearly 40 <laughs> minutes. So I feel like we've we've landed on a good note. Um, I've learned a lot from this chat, which is really cool because from the outside, it looks so surreal. It kind of is like, you're like, what? if he can do it, why do, why aren't we all doing this? And there's very varied factors that contribute, right? Like the having the access to, or like a home, you know, uh, uh, parents access to, you know, uh, financial aid, that sort of thing. Um, but it sounds like it really comes from like inside what you want to do and what you want to do to be able to pursue something that you love, um, which is confidence and yeah, perseverance, right? Like, yeah. yeah. What would yeah, you say definitely. to that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, GOSAC has been such a journey for me and, you know, I've had so many experiences and learned so much over my time with it as well. Um, and I think, like you said, that passion um, has really driven me to go further and further each time. Yeah. Uh, because the more that I do, the more animals are being saved, really. And if I can get more help for them, then it's only a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely amazing and it grows every day. Yeah. So. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Perth Business Podcast, where we love to talk a little bit of shit while discovering gems of knowledge from professionals and those just trying their darn best in Perth. Make sure you check out past episodes for trade secrets, tips and learn strategies in various different industries. If you rate, review and subscribe, it really helps the podcast grow and reach the ear holes of many different business owners that could use the advice and insights from the learnings of our guests. If you, like our guests, are passionate about their community and open to sharing experiences, tips and ideas with other business owners, I look forward to connecting with you. You can reach out to me at theperthbusinesspodcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs on LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook. As always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Perth Business Podcast. I look forward to connecting with you and collaborating with you in our business community in Perth.